and welcome to Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. We're your hosts, Jasmine Petty and Giuseppe Corallo. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Today we're going to be talking about this week's Grey's Anatomy episode entitled In My Life. So if you haven't seen it, uh, there are spoilers ahead. <laughs> so Jasmine. I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm having a, a good week so far. I just kind of got back from being on like a staycation. You can't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> staycation. That's good. Staycation. <laughs> staycation, yeah. Because um, I had some time saved up and I had about two weeks. I took a week off in January because I was burned out. And then I took last week and then three days of this week off. And I've been saving up to go do something. Um, but then with the end of fiscal coming up, um, HR was like, everybody has to take their vacation by the end of March. Um, so I took off the week of my birthday and then a few days of the following week. So I was off Monday, Tuesday, and I was back Wednesday. I basically just got caught up on email. And then Thursday, I was off to go to the dentist, like for a cleaning. And then okay. I was back on Friday. And then there was Grey's Anatomy. And now it's the weekend. Um, and the weather is getting a lot nicer here. It's, um, well, yesterday it rained and today it's kind of dreary. But this past week, we had a day that was 20 degrees. Oh, 20 degrees. That's a lot for you. Uh, yeah, so like this is it's coming into springtime now here. And uh, yeah, like every year this happens with the temperature. March is always a weird month where it's either like snowing and you're up to your knees in snow and it's like 30 below or it's like plus 20 and you're in like a T-shirt. Um, oh, and then it kind of jerks you around for several weeks where it's like, haha, just kidding. It's raining. No, it's snowing. No, it's sunny. And then we get into like April kind of does that too. And then you get it to May and it's like properly summer. And then it's like 20, 30 degrees all the time. Um, and that stays for the rest of the summer until like October. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm actually so happy that spring has arrived, that the winter is behind us. I, could, mm -hmm. I, I just hate winter. <laughs> so the fact that we have more sun, uh, nicer days I think that's perfect and it really improves my mood mm. I think it improves everyone's mood actually I mean yeah. I know there are people out there who love winter I'm not one of those people so mm -hmm. um did you want to talk about uh the birthday that is that is today or this this week yes Jasmine I'm so happy we are so happy because Grey's Anatomy turns 16 16 <laughs> years old I mean, the first episode aired on March 28th of 2005. Can you imagine how much time has passed and what this show has brought to my life, to your life, to everyone's life? I mean, to the life of people who watch the show. It has been an exciting journey. And even though I've been pretty preoccupied for the past few weeks that the show might be ending, I have to say that right now I'm very optimistic about its future. So I really hope that next year we're going to be here celebrating Grey's Anatomy 17th birthday. So mm -hmm. let's hope so. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, gosh, that's a long time. Um, I mean, especially when you think about the fact, I mean, this is any show, but I mean, they honestly didn't think it was going to get out of its first season like that it was going to go anywhere and yeah. you know 17 seasons on we're still here yeah if you think that ellen ellen pompeo's agent told her well you know what i mean told her 16 years ago she she told her oh you, you shouldn't you should do that you should do that for that you should film this pilot for the money because these these kind of shows never go and they don't last so it's gonna be just 
a pilot and then you're gonna go back to movies <laughs> yeah well, it just did not happen luckily for us and for her yes yes yeah. I mean, i think that's crazy you know the original cast a lot of them took you know took the job did the pilot for the paycheck to pay their rent yeah yeah uh, it went from something that was paying their rent to you know their main source of income it's catapulted them you know everybody knows who they are they've been married had kids you know all that stuff during the run of the show you know to go from something being a paycheck to being you know the thing that springboards your career and you know um makes you a household name and everybody knows who you are is uh is incredible yeah um, yeah incredible and the fact that this show 16 years later it's still so relevant mm -hmm. it's a and to the great writing of the show and to what also the original cast built because yes i think that the first season were the foundation of mm -hmm. Grey's Anatomy of course and I, i i really think it's also the reason why the show is still so successful because we fell in love with it for for thanks to the original cast and they were so powerful and so great that they hooked us and they never let it go let us go so yeah Yeah, I think it's it's had that staying power and that you you just fall in love with the characters and the writing in a way I don't think you do with other shows. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a great it's been a great run. Yeah. Um, and so on that note, uh, we should talk about this week's episode. Um, oh yes, uh, do you want to do your recap? Yes, I'm gonna do my recap. Alrighty, here we go. Our thirty second recap. <clears throat> All right. On a surreal episode of Grey's Anatomy, the loss of Andrew DeLuca sends Teddy into a catatonic state as she struggles to cope, and memories of her past are triggered. After Owen brings her home, he grows concerned, and she must face some long-standing truths. Amelia tries to help the situation by encouraging Owen to accept and forgive Teddy for who she is. Ta-da! <laughs> Ta great, great. So, Jasmine, I have to say that I really, really liked this episode. I, I think this might, might have been one of the best centric episodes that Grace has ever had. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't love centric episodes because I like, you know, episodes where there are more storylines because I love Grace and Alamy, as I always say, for, for the balance between humor and romance. And so if you just have one storyline, either you're invested in that storyline or, you or you're not. And if you're not, Well, the episode kind of, it is boring for you. Mm -hmm. But this wasn't the case because I think that the, the direction of Kevin McKeat uh, was great. Mm -hmm. I think this might have been also the, the most cinematic episode that they ever filmed. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, they usually, when they have a centric episode, they usually say, oh, this episode feels will feel like a movie and i also think well it was a good episode and it felt like a tv special but it didn't feel like a movie but this one it really delivered i think it was great i think it was a really a movie that could have been shown in cinemas you know in theaters and it was it, it was great and also the fact i think it was perfect that he focused on teddy because mm -hmm. as we've been saying in the past for the past few weeks Teddy really needed a centric. We really needed as viewers to understand what was going on in her mind, in her life. Mm -hmm. And so finally we get some explanation that makes us understand who she, who she really is, who Teddy is at her core. And also I 
I have to say that some things were pretty clear from the previous episodes, others maybe were not, yeah. but I, I, I think that I really, you, you know, when I, I always defended Teddy, right? Mm-hmm. And I always said, you know, people make mistakes. And the point is, and is that I always, always understood Teddy and where Ethereum were born and why. So that's why I, I never really judged her. And I think that it was interesting in this episode that, you know, we had like, like free explanation. Like finally we have free moments that tell us what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Well, before we talk about these moments, what did you think about the episode? Did you like the tone of it? Did, did you like such a big departure from regular episodes? Yeah, I did. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I, I agree with you. Um, when Amy and I were watching, you know, we finished watching it and she said, you know, I think that might be one of the best episodes they've ever done. You know, it was very well filmed. The cinematography was beautiful. They took a lot of risks with the shots that they did and it paid off. Um, I thought the sets were really beautiful. Um, you know, the, the set department went all out and it, and it, and it paid off. Uh, the costumes also were very beautiful. Um, and I love that because normally you get to see the characters in different settings. You get to see them in scrubs, of course, but in uh, other clothing as well. And with this season up to this point, we haven't had much of that just because Um, of the pandemic a lot of times the characters are in PPE and they're either at the hospital at Meredith's place in casual clothing or at Joe's place and so we haven't seen you know uh, we haven't really seen a lot of that and I think costuming and sets is how you really convey a lot of someone's personality and where they're at in their life and how they see themselves you know it's a presentation of yourself and they haven't been able to do a lot of that recently especially with the first half of the season you know there were so many um, there's a lot they couldn't do with filming for safety reasons. And so um, I, I felt like this episode was really a chance for the costume and set departments to flex their muscles and really get creative. And they, you could tell how much they enjoyed it. They really got into it. Um, it made for some beautiful sets and beautiful costumes, some very trippy kind of avant-garde filmmaking. And oh, I, thought- I, love, I love this trippy avant-garde filmmaking. Yeah, that's yes. absolutely. Yeah, how he felt to me as well. Yeah, I and I love that. Um, I'm a really fan. I'm a really big fan of that kind of avant-garde kind of, you know, trippy sort of dreamscape stuff. If it's done well, if it's not done well, I think it's cheesy and stupid. If it's done well, I love it. And this was done really well. Like you said, Kevin McKidd directed this episode. That was well done. He's always does a good job. Um, the writer on this one was uh, Tamison Duffy. And like it was beautifully written. I thought the writing was was excellent. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. And I agree with your point that usually when they do eccentric and focus on one character or a handful of characters, it's like a movie, but it's filmed with the same kind of setup as normal episodes. Whereas this one was filmed, I feel like very much like onto itself, like a movie, like you said, like it was. This is you know a play about Teddy and her yeah. trauma. And yeah. Yeah, the acting also was was amazing. I thought everyone in this. Oh, yes, yes. I want to to say that Kim Raver was really, really amazing, amazing. And so, like, they really, they really, really sold it. Um, I thought the acting was beautiful. Yeah, I, I I very much agree with that. And 
I think it epitomizes to me what I really loved about this season is that they keep surprising us in a good way and they keep doing interesting things. And yeah. I, I really like that they're um, finding different ways. So not just for the actors, not just the directing, the cinematography, the sets, the costume, everything, like every kind of department gets in there and is doing something cool. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And the episode really felt as he also also said, really different from the previous ones. And it felt like an horror movie in a way. Yes. Or a psychological movie. There was the mood that they ran for the entire episode. Mm -hmm. And I think that what was interesting is that, is that Meredith was played a key role in this episode mm -hmm. because he's the one that at the beginning of the episode tells Teddy to take a journey to understand what's wrong in her life. Mm -hmm. And she tells her that she has to go back to the beginning. So basically it's like we have three moments, three storylines, three important parts of Teddy's life that are really helpful to understand her. So basically at the beginning, well, she finally take, I mean, she chooses Tom, you know? Yeah. And she decides to to see what would have happened if she had gotten into that car. Mm -hmm. And basically what we have for that five minutes, I think it's amazing. It's a fast paced scene between her and Tom. And, 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 and she finally realizes that she never loved him. She never did. I mean, basically she realizes, she finally realizes what Tom asked her like two episodes ago. Do you remember when Tom told her, please admit that you don't love me? And finally here, Teddy does. She realizes that she doesn't love me. And she also says something which is really very interesting. She keeps in that face space scene with all these white curtains, amazing yeah. white, curtain, white curtains that are like trapping Teddy, like in this bubble that she cannot escape, escape from. She keeps telling, you ruined my life. I ruined my life. And she keeps going from you to I. Because finally she's starting to realize that Tom was just a victim of her own, you know, uh, choice. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and at the end of that segment with, with Tom, you know, when she tells him, you have to save yourself because... I always loved to, um, Owen and to, to Owen is my family. I cannot live without him. When she sets him free, we discovered that actually what he's holding is like a grenade and he yeah. blows up. And, 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 and De Luca says something really interesting to her. He says to her that she's always blowing things up because I think that this is how Teddy feels right now. Mm -hmm. She feels like she destroyed Tom's life. That she's blow she blew up her entire life and Tom's life as well. And I think that was beautifully done. And mm -hmm. also uh, the idea of having DeLuca there, telling her, having like a different attitude towards her and telling her things straight, telling her things the way they are. I think it was very funny. Yeah. What did you think about that scene with Tom? Don't you think it was amazing? I did. Um, I thought, you know, when she gets in the car and they're driving down the road, like the road trip scene where Julika pops up in the back seat, I laughed so hard. Um, 
I thought that was hilarious. She always approaches a grenade. Let's keep driving. They go to the hotel. I love the hotel scene. I love the curtains. I love um, all of that. The set was beautiful. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I thought it was hilarious. And she has that whole, you know, realization where she goes from being like, you ruined my life to realizing I ruined my life in that, you know, Tom didn't ask for any of this, you know, he, he didn't know any of that backstory. He's just someone that honestly loved her and that treated her well. And, you know, she blew up his life. She blew up her life. Um, that she can't live without Owen. And um, the moment where, you know, she's like, you have to run, you know, save yourself. And he's holding the grenade. I thought they were just going to cut away from that. I didn't expect them to actually blow it up. Like oh, I didn't yeah. expect them to actually do it. Yeah. And then they did it. And I was like, holy crap. Like, oh my God, they blew it. Like they actually, they exploded the guy. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really well done because I, I wasn't expecting them to do it. Um, and so I just thought that was so hilarious. And um, I thought the comedic timing of all of those characters um, in those scenes, but throughout, because, you know, when DeLuca reappears in the OR, um, I like I thought the comedic timing was really well done there. I honestly laughed out loud at several points. And it's, you know, you're it's kind of funny, haha, not funny, funny, because you it's not supposed to be funny, but the timing of it is, and you're supposed to feel that way. Well, when DeLuca tells her, you know, well, you shouldn't be worried to talk about your personal affairs in this uh, in this OR because you know this OR is very familiar with your private life. <laughs> pretty funny considering last season when you know when Owen listened to Teddy having orgasms in that <laughs> or in front of everyone so yeah yeah it was very funny but not in a, as you said not in a stupid way but in a very interesting way yeah like isn't it funny how life works out kind of a way and um yeah I love that I thought it was again very well done the writing was very well done the timing of it, the whole thing um because if the timing is off in something like that it winds up falling flat but this didn't fall flat it um you know it was delivered correctly and so uh, I really love that and I have to say that I think it all worked out as you said the, the timing is vital in this kind of things and I think that this is also thanks to Kevin Kevin McKeats mm -hmm. uh, directing I think he put like um how can I say like uh, an urgency to his mm -hmm. director you know it's yeah. like there was this sense of oh my god what's happening it was amazing amazing yes yeah the tension was really well done like you felt that tension throughout but it was never the tension was never too much where you felt anxious but you felt on the edge of your seat trying to figure out what was going to happen next who was going to come around the corner and the promo kind of teased that and sometimes the promos are misleading you know to, to hide something so I wasn't sure if it was actually going to be like that but it was and I like that they achieved that without making it super creepy. Like they didn't go for like a a thriller vibe. It went for more of a, a suspense vibe. And I really, I really enjoyed that because it was, you know, it allowed them to explore this character in a fascinating way and bring other people to the fold, but also make it funny, but also make it heartbreaking. A really yeah. good analysis, I think, of what trauma does to people, like how if you don't address a trauma that you've experienced, um, that's going to, if you close off a part of yourself, that's going to come out in other ways. If we go in order and if we go back as Teddy does during the episode, mm -hmm. I think the other section of Teddy's journey is her going back 
to Germany when she told Owen to leave. Mm -hmm. And then she goes back and this time she thinks, what if Owen stays? Mm -hmm. What if I can have a life with him here in Germany? What if we get married? And in that moment, we have another important aspect. I think maybe the most, not the most important all, because as you said, the most important all is the trauma one. But one of the most important pieces to understand Teddy. And this was also highlighted by the flashbacks that we had from Teddy and Owen from season six, from season eight. Mm -hmm. Basically, this entire time, Owen, Teddy has never been Owen's first choice. Yeah, she has, she has always been like the second or the third choice. So that's how she felt. This is what I've been saying for the past few months. I get why Teddy got scared when she discovered that the baby that Amelia was carrying might have been. She she went she panicked. It was the man that you know chose Christina was the man who chose Amelia, and I think. That scene between Teddy and Owen having a dinner and him saying, well, Christina always comes first. That is heartbreaking because that is how Teddy has been feeling for a decade. And how can someone blame her for it? For it? I mean, even fans sometimes say Owen loves Christina more. And I think that's not true. I think it is a different kind of love. Because one thing that I want people to, to remember is that, you know, during season six, when we had the, the whole Teddy, Christina and Owen triangle, we have to remember that Owen didn't actually make a choice. Well, yes, he did. He stayed with, with Christina, but that happened because there was a, a shooting at the hospital mm-hmm. and Teddy told him, well, if you want to go back inside the hospital to save her, go. And in that moment, it's like, okay, Owen made a choice. But that choice was a little bit forced. I mean, that's how he felt to me. When Teddy came to Seattle, Owen was really torn between her and Christina. So, of course, he loved Christina. But it was a different kind of love. And I think that maybe if the shooting hadn't happened, maybe... I, I always thought that we could have seen something different playing play out between Teddy and Owen. So I think that was interesting to go back to that fear and also to the Amelia fear, because Amelia was a very important and special, you know, person in Owen's life. Do you want to say something about it? Because I know that you're a really big fan of Amelia's character as well. Yes. Um, I, I also really like that scene where, you know, she tells him to stay. They're in bed together. She tells him about Allison. He's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll try to take away that hurt. And then they're standing at the, you know, they're about to get married. And, you know, he's receiving texts from, you know, Beth and Christina and Emilia. And I like the Beth mentioned, by the way. And, you know, she's receiving the text. She's like, she's like, put your phone away. And then they're eating dinner and he keeps switching the names and he's on the phone. She's like, hey, who are you talking to? And then you know, he's talking to how, you know, Amelia is going to bring Leo and they're going to spend time together. Or, you know, Christina just booked us our honeymoon in Switzerland. And <laughs> then then, she, then he's got like the pie. And it's like, oh, it's your favorite, Amelia. And she's like, I'm Teddy. I'm right here. And she's like, I'm never going to be enough from you. You know, they're always going to come first. And like, I understand why Teddy's feeling that way, because, you know, they've had this conversation more than once where, you know, 
Teddy and Owen were always in love, but Teddy, Owen didn't realize that's how Teddy felt. He was engaged to Beth, you know, that ends, he gets discharged, she stays in the army, then she gets discharged, he hires her, doesn't realize that that she feels the same way, but by that point, he's with Christina, and like you said, he, he decides to stay with her, the shooting happens, all of that, eventually they split, because Owen wants kids and Christina doesn't, um, he, you know, Owen fires Teddy, so she'll go and take her dream job, she does, Owen and, you know, Teddy stay in touch, but in the meantime, he marries Amelia, has a life with her, then he shows up in Germany, she thinks they're finally going to have their moment, finds out he's been with Amelia, then she comes, find out she's pregnant, she comes back, him and Amelia have gone back together, they have kids, you know, she's always feeling second or third, and, and like you said, I think, you know, Christina, you know, that, that was a different kind of love, Amelia and him had a very, like, I, well, I was never a fan of their relationship, because I think they were, you know, kind of a train wreck from the beginning, um, I think I think that, that Christina and Owen were a train wreck as well. And I also think that they were like, like they needed each other to move forward in that moment of their life. That's how their relationship felt to me. Yeah, I agree. And I kind of felt the same thing with Amelia and Owen. Like there's that, there's that scene at the beginning of their relationship where they're thinking about going out and, you know, Owen makes the comment that, you know, there was a plane crash years ago and this is, you and I would be just another plane crash kind of a thing. And into the back and forth and back and forth. And the biggest thing about that relationship was, again, also an issue with Christina, you know, Christina and Owen are suffering from PTSD at different times. So they're not really in the right frame of mind. Same thing, you know, Owen's still dealing with his PTSD. That's not something that goes away. And Amelia, when she joins Grace, is, you know, dealing with her addiction, mentally unstable. We eventually find out she has a brain tumor. So not no, none of them are well. They're not in their right mind, which is what Meredith has been saying for years. She's like, you're not well, like, please get help. Please don't rush into a relationship and a marriage. You're not well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, big, like also big on Meredith for never going with I told you so. Because if that was me, I would totally be bringing in an I told you so there. <laughs> um, but Meredith never does, at least not publicly. Yeah, and I, I really loved Amelia in this episode because as I've talked about before, she went from a character that I, I didn't like, who I didn't really understand, um, who I felt, you know, really needed some help, wasn't getting it, um, you know, treat other people in a horrible way, didn't apologize to somebody who I really love her character. I root for her now. She's stable. She's sane. She's dealing with her addiction. She's had her brain tumor removed. She's doing all the things that Meredith and Derek for years tried to, to convince her to get the help that she needed. And I loved her in this episode because she's gone from somebody and I felt this episode really showed that growth. She has gone from a character who was so unwell uh, after Derek died that, you know, she took that out on Meredith. She was horrible to her. You know, the dinner party scene, she's freaking out. And Owen says, and she's like, how could they do this to me? And Owen's like, what are you talking about? Nobody did this to you. This is just something that happened. Derek died. Penny showed up to the dinner. And then she's awful to Meredith. And Meredith's point to her is, I would love to break down, but I don't have that luxury because I have three small kids who need me. And Amelia continues to be awful to just everyone. And now that she's well, now that she's better, she can see that stuff with clarity. And she's become someone who's gone from that to compassionately and with kindness, supporting Meredith in her time of need, looking after her children, being a great aunt, being a mother to, to Scout and an aunt to Leo. 
Um, someone who, when Owen asks for her help, she shows up, no questions asked. She advocates for Teddy. She tells Owen what he needs to hear. She tells it like it is. She really steps up to the plate there, and she does not have to do that. Her and Owen are not married. She's in another relationship. You know, her and Teddy have never been close. She does not have to do any of that, but she's stepping up because, to me, she wants Teddy to be well in the way that she is well. She wants her to find peace like she has peace, and they're all raising kids together, so she wants, you know, happy parents make for happy kids. She wants their children to be happy. Um, in the best way that they can and she had so much growth and I loved her in this episode she called it like it was and I thought that was so beautiful and, and yeah. well done yeah and I also think that her character was very important in this episode the, the, the all the scenes between her, her and Owen mm -hmm. because she talked about something important trauma which mm -hmm. is the big you know, the big theme, I think, of this episode. And now everyone responds differently to trauma. And even though, um, you know, we haven't seen Teddy fall apart like Owen did uh, or like, you know, other, or like Christina did after the plane crash, she, she, she just saying to him, you know, this might look different to you, but this is still trauma and you should get it. And yeah. I think that was very powerful. And this brings us, you know, to the third part of Teddy's storylines. Why is Teddy hurting herself so much? And finally, we have an answer. Because all this life, she has been escaping from pain. And this also reminded me of Owen in season 15, when he discovered that all his life, he sabotaged his happiness because of his dad's death. Do you remember the episode? Yeah. And that is the episode in which he re realizes why he has al he's al he's always sabotaged his relationship with Teddy. And Teddy, basically, all this time, has been doing the same exact thing. Because the point is that she never got over Alison's death, her friend, her lover, her, the love of her life. She lost her, she lost Alison, and she, and she also felt responsible for her death. Yeah. Because that fateful morning of September 11th, she didn't stay in bed with her, even though Alice Edison asked her to spend the day with her. And I think that last scene between Teddy and, and Alison in Central Park, hearing that, you know, the plane crashing, and, and all the horrendous things that happened. I think there was, I, I mean, that was a scene that made me cry. I think it was a very powerful scene. And I think it was a very powerful scene. And I think it was a very clever thing from the writers because what I felt, Jasmine, I don't know if you felt this too, but I think like what Teddy is mourning, it's not just Ellison's death. It's a collective loss that she felt from that day, from that moment that, I mean, the entire world actually felt from that moment, from September 11th, 2001. That is a dramatic, you know, date. And I think that starting from that point, and we have to remind, remember that Teddy had already lost her parents at that point, but you know, in that moment, she, she Teddy breaks down. She loses the love of her life and she loses the love of her life in a situation 
so dramatic a situation that made us and everybody in the entire world feel powerless. They made us realize how close the evil was, you know, and how it was in our life. So I think that was very, a very, very interesting choice uh, and very, very powerful. What did you think about it? Do you agree with me? Yeah, I did. And I, I got really... I got choked up watching that scene and when I was writing uh, my review earlier and I think it's because a lot of the stuff we see on the show is stuff that they have invented for these characters but what makes what happened to Allison different is Allison is a fictional character but what happened to people like Allison is real and you know as you said it dramatically changed you know someone lives in North America I mean obviously changed things here um, but it changed things on a global scale, the way we deal with terrorism, the way people think about things, um, protocols, um, you know, it, it radically changed a lot of things. Um, and, you know, the, the stuff that's come out of that, the wars, the conflicts, everything, um, it's changed so much. And this is, you know, these are just people who were just, you know, um, you know, who are just on their way to work or at work or just going about their day. Yeah, it dramatically changed things. And so, yeah, that choked me up too. And I, one thing I really liked about that scene in the park is I thought it made such a good point, which is Teddy feels that if she had just stayed in bed with Allison, she would not have died. She would not have gone to breakfast at Windows on the World. She wouldn't have gone into work that day. She would not have died. But what that scene makes clear is that you don't know. You know, Allison could have gone into work later that day or they could have been out of the park, like you see, and she could have gotten smoke inhalation. She could have had a heart attack. She could have been hit by debris. She could have lived through that day and then been walking down the street and hit by a car. You just don't know what's going to happen to somebody. Sometimes things just happen. And, you know, there's nothing Teddy could have done. And like Meredith says at the end of the episode to Teddy, there's nothing she could have done for Alice. And she didn't know, you know, Henry was sick when she married him. You know, there there was nothing she could have done. You know, they did everything they could to save Deluca's life. There was nothing, there's nothing she could have done. Um, but I think it did a good job of showing that when something bad happens like that, people, as human beings, we fixate on what we could have done differently. If I'd just not done this, if I'd just done this differently, if I'd never met you, if I'd never come to work here, things would be different. And that haunts people. If you don't get help, if you don't get treatment, it will haunt you forever. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And speaking of Meredith and Teddy, that last scene was, I think it was really beautiful. I, I really think it was poignant and it was what Net Teddy needed to hear to begin her healing process. And also at the beginning of our episode, you talked about the set design and mm -hmm. that snow and all that, that bodies. Yeah. I mean, that was, I think it was one of the, as I said at the beginning of our episode, I think it was one of the best, best, best moments mm -hmm. of our episode. One of the most cinematic ones for sure. And also the music, it was so somber and so powerful. And, and I was really happy how they used Meredith in this episode. And I hope to also have to say that seeing Meredith, you know, walking around the halls of that hospital made me miss her so much. I want her to, to wake up. I want her, her alive in the UR and, and in the old ways of the hospital. So 
I think it was beautifully done. And, you know, to have this, also there's no in the last scene and to have this no throughout the episode, it was a great choice as well, because we know how much important Snow is for Teddy and how crucial it is for the relationship between Teddy and Owen. I think the most beautiful scenes that Owen and Teddy have had during the course of the series have been hundreds of snow. So I think everything was beautiful. The end of the episode came up abrupt, don't you think? But I think it was necessary, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think it was abrupt. I think it was supposed to be. Would you kind of bump with her voiceover, Meredith's voiceover about how you'll, you know, you the day you just started a patient that's been you know almost died is a great day and you hope to hell you never see them again because if they come back that means that you may have screwed up something could be wrong um and you know and meredith talks about herself she's like you know if you're like me you'll obsess over that mistake what you could have done differently and you can't help it but you know it's toxic and that if you keep doing that you'll drive yourself crazy and as scary as it is you have to move forward you have to find a way to push through and if you get to the other side of that, as scary as it is, there's something pretty incredible there, which is hope. And if you can, if you can find a way to get up off the floor, if you can find a way, if the people around you can find a way to get you the help that you need and push through what's going on, you can find hope, you can find a way forward. And uh, that, that can be really beautiful. And I think it was supposed to be abrupt. It was supposed to be, you know, Teddy reliving her trauma, realizing what's happened to her, kind of getting some clarity there. And then she hears Allison crying and she gets up and is like, oh, my child needs me. And and responding to that in a way that she hadn't been. Um, yeah, I thought that was it was jarring, but I think it was supposed to be. I think it was uh, well done. It, it, it should be that way. It's it made sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, you know, it, what I loved about this episode is that it didn't resolve everything. It was just the no. beginning. So that abrupt end, it's actually OK. This is how Teddy's healing process begins so yeah yeah it was a beautiful beautiful episode and yeah it was great so what about it's the moment one of our favorite moments what about your favorite quote oh, my favorite quote. i didn't have uh specifically uh one particular favorite quote um but i i guess i can go with a favorite scene uh, where it's kind of a combination of quotes so it's that um it's the snow and the field of bodies scene at the end that we talked about. You know, I thought that scene was beautifully done. And when they're both standing there, Teddy and Meredith are standing there. And Meredith looks at her and goes, uh, come on, let's leave this place. And as she turns and walks away back uh, through like the, the ambulance bay, like through the, through the ER doors, um, Teddy turns to her and says, please don't die. And Meredith says, I'll try. And then starts walking. I'll do my best. Yeah. I'll, do, I'll do my best. Yeah. Like I'll do my best. And <laughs> I love that because it was funny and it felt so on brand for Meredith and who she is. And I felt Teddy's yearning for her to live and, and for this person not to die. But, but it was also funny. It was also poignant. And I think it just kind of epitomized how those characters are feeling, but also how we're feeling. Yeah. Because, you know, Teddy is, is hurting. We understand her hurt in this episode. Meredith wants to come back, but she's also, you know, enjoying seeing all these people on the beach. And so are we. And so it's kind of that interplay and about how different people approach death and approach loss. Um, so that scene as a whole and that exchange between uh, Teddy and Meredith was uh, was my favorite. 
Uh, what about you? What was your favorite quote or scene? Well, I don't have a favorite quote as well during it for this episode because I loved, I loved the entirety of it. So mm-hmm. it's like I love the scene between Teddy and Owen. I love the scene between Teddy and Meredith. I love the scene between Teddy and Tom. I, I, I really, I, I really don't have one this time. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was great. You loved so. everything. Yeah, 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 loved everything because every moment had its own uh, importance. You know, so mm-hmm. I, it's like. They were all different uh, and they were all great. Yeah, so so speaking of great, um, I'm going to say here, spoiler alert, stop right now if you don't want to know about what happens next episode because we saw the promo yes. and there is a big, big comeback. Yes. So again, stop listening right now if you don't want to be spoiled. Yes. But... Next week, we're going to have Lexi Gray back on that beach. Yes, I'm so happy. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I was really surprised because I thought she would, she would have never accepted to come back from the job. And I think that, she, I mean, I don't know, we'll see during the episode, but from the promo, something looks off, like she didn't shoot in, really on that beach. Yeah, I had the same thing. The, there seemed to be like a little fuzziness around the edges. So I have two theories about this. Either she filmed like on a green screen, because I know that she's filming uh, Supergirl and they film in Georgia. And so a lot of people are saying like, I'd love to have her back, but you know, that may not be possible with where she's filming. So my two theories, either she filmed on a green screen there and they superimposed her and Meredith filmed live on the beach, or they had Lexi film on a beach like in Georgia or somewhere else where she is. And then they kind of interspliced the two. Um, I think it, I think it's yeah something like that. Maybe it's the, this um, the green screen thing because the, yeah. the beach to look the same. But mm-hmm. I think it's green screen. I didn't. I don't think they really interacted during this. So I'm very happy for next episode, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I really hope this is the last encounter Meredith makes on that beach because even though I would really like to see Mark back, I just I want her to wake up. And I want her to be not just alive, but, you know, to do things. Yes. So, again, seeing her in this episode, uh, standing up, it was so refreshing. <laughs> so, yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm so happy Lexi's back. I love Lexi as a character. I felt that, you know, when she was written off, I know this is partially because of when her contract ended versus when um, Eric Dane played Mark Sloan, his contract ended. But, you know, she's killed off at the end of that season in the plane crash. And then we get references to her with the characters and the voiceovers for the first few episodes after that. And then when they buy the hospital, but she didn't really get like, we didn't see her funeral. We didn't see, um, we didn't really get the goodbye episode that we got with Mark, that she didn't get um, that kind of the goodbye that I think some of the other characters got. And I loved her as a character. And so at the time, like it, it didn't stand out to me in retrospect, you know, seeing the goodbyes other characters got, you know, I, I would have liked more of that. And I understand partially part of that was contract stuff and I get it. So seeing her back on the beach, knowing that she's going to get that goodbye with Meredith the same way that George did, where they got that close, Meredith and George get that closer on the beach this season. I'm excited to see that closure between Meredith and Lexi, especially because the last thing that Lexi says to Mark while she's dying is, you know, tell my dad, I love him. Tell Meredith she was, a good sister mark says you know you, you can tell them yourselves and then she dies 
because Mark, they realize there's something wrong after that. It's never clear if that got passed on to Meredith before Mark dies. Um, yeah. And so I would love to see a scene where, where Lexi gets to tell that. I mean, Meredith knew she was a good sister, but just to hear the words, um, yeah. yeah, it would be so special. Yeah. And I love Lexi as a character. I miss her as a character. Um, so I'm very much excited for that. And uh, I like the part of the voiceover um, at the beginning of the of the trailer where you hear characters talking and they're talking about how this could be the day and Meredith could wake up. So I have two theories on this. One, either next episode is going to be the day and we're going to see Lexi and then we're going to see Derek because I feel like her and Derek need to say goodbye before yeah, she of wakes course. up. And since if I'm counting correctly, they said Derek was going to appear uh, three more times after his initial appearance. And I think we have one more. I think he's done. Yeah, one left. Yeah. So my guess is either it's going to be this one or, you know, this this time is Lexi. And then what we're going to what, episode 10 now that we're about to see? Yeah. yeah. Lexi and then Derek goodbye and she's back. Or we've got Lexi and then Mark or somebody else. And then Derek and then she's back. I hope so. I hope so. Because I agree with you. I'm loving the beach and I'm loving seeing everybody on the beach because it's bringing back characters I love and miss and I love their interactions. And now that we're seeing living people on the beach that I really enjoy seeing, but at the same time, I want Meredith back and alive and working and at home with her kids and interacting and doing stuff. Um, I really miss that. So I hope that we're going to uh, see that soon. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I think we've done it. Yes. Um, everyone, that's our show. Uh, if you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review, and tell your friends. Our theme song is inspired by Kevin McCloyd. You can find us on Twitter at DanceDowPod and on Instagram at DanceDowGraysAnatomy. Until next time, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Giuseppe. And this is Dance It Out. A Grey's Anatomy podcast.